0: Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we're learning to live out our faith in bold ways.
1: I'm wondering what would happen if you really started splashing and your faith became so contagious that everyone in your circle would know, yeah, they're a believer, man, they're a fanatic Jesus follower, and man, I may not agree with them, but I know they're sincere and passionate about what they believe.
0: Welcome to Bald Steps with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. Well, the disciples were used by God as a powerful witness to the people around them, so much so that they were often accused of having their faith splashed around. So what about you? Do others know where you stand? Does your faith in God have action? In today's message called The Splash Effect... Mark challenges us to live in a radical way so that God will change the hearts of the people around us.
1: As Peter preached, the Sadducees, they started talking amongst each other. They said, everyone in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer Anyone in this name, the name of Jesus. Then they called Peter and John and commanded them not to teach or speak in the name of Jesus. Now remember, they had the power to put Peter and John in jail and they're saying, we'll let you go, but you cannot speak in Jesus' name. Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges as for us, We cannot help but speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. Can I tell you something? If you're going to be a follower of Jesus and you're going to splash, you have to decide whether you're a God pleaser or a man pleaser. If you're a man pleaser, then as soon as you get a little bit of pushback, it'll shut you down. As soon as you get a little bit of peer pressure, you'll stop talking in Jesus' name. You have to decide, am I here to please God or am I here to please men? Because the moment that you start sharing about Jesus, you could have some friends that suddenly aren't calling you up on Friday evenings anymore because they just forget to call you now. And if you start getting pushback from people and you're a man pleaser, then as soon as you get a little peer pressure, as soon as you get a little pushback, then you'll stop speaking boldly in Jesus' name. It tells us in Matthew 10 that we have to decide whether we want to please God or want to please men. And if you decided that you want to please God, then listen to what the verse says in Matthew ten thirty seven and 39. It says, anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. I'm going to tell you something. If you are a follower of Jesus and you open up your mouth, there will be people that will come against you. They came against Jesus and they'll come against you. And so if you're a man pleaser, you'll shut down and be quiet when you should be speaking. Peter says, I love what Peter says. Peter says, We just healed a lame man. For what crime are you going to put us in jail for healing a lame man? You know what my desire is? My desire is that New Life Community Church, this church, when people come against us, if, if people try to shut us down, close us down, shut us up, try to squelch our witness, try to quiet our voice, my prayer is that we'll have done so much good in the community that we that people will say, what are you shutting them down for, healing marriages and bringing back together, getting addicts that are leaving their addiction, feeding the homeless, helping children, getting people out of gangs, what are you shutting them down that our kindness will be so powerful that people will be able to say they show the works of Jesus but they preach the message of Jesus as well. (laughs) I have a friend in Spain who was a plumber, an American plumber and he went to Spain works with his hands, fixes cars wanted to go to Spain to help people out And when he went to Spain, he saw, this was about 25 years ago, he saw that there was a drug issue because drugs were coming in from Africa, heroin, and going in through Spain to the rest of Europe. And so he took a couple of drug addicts into his home, shared the gospel with them, they broke out of drug addiction, and then he brought more in and more in and and put them to work in businesses that he started. And before long, he had like hundreds of ex-drug addicts that he led to Christ, working in businesses, living in homes, had about 600. And he was getting complaints from some of the neighbors. Complaints from some of the other businesses that were saying, hey, we can't compete with your business because all these people are living in community and working and we can't compete. Some of the businesses were competing with them. So the office of the mayor of the city came to him and said, we want to shut you down. And he said to them, "Okay, you're going to shut me down for what? well, you know, we have businesses that are complaining about you and you're too religious and you're too fanatical. He said, okay, I got 600 ex-drug addicts. I'm going to release them all into the streets of the city. And is that what you want? The the, the mayor said, no, 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 keep them. You know, let's just keep them, put them to work. I'm not going to release them. And I love the fact that it was the kindness of God and the goodness of God that the people of God first show the kindness and goodness of God before the message of Christ. And lastly, but not least, overflow people pray fervently to be used of God. So the Sadducees released Peter and John. And it says in verse 23 that Peter and John went back to their own people. What people were these? These were the new believers, 3,000 new believers. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, the big gathering of new believers, when they heard that they were being threatened, when they heard that they were being told, you can't preach in the name of Jesus, you need to be quiet, don't raise your voice, get in line, don't talk about Jesus anymore. When they heard this, they raised their voices together and prayed to God. Here's what I want you to notice. I want you to notice what they prayed and what they did not pray. They didn't pray for safety. They didn't pray for favor. They didn't pray that they would not be put in jail. No, 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 no. They didn't pray any of that. Notice what they prayed. Here's their prayer. They gathered together and they said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they had prayed... The place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. Here's what I want you to know. When these people were threatened, instead of praying for safety, for protection, you know what they prayed for? They prayed for more boldness. They prayed... God give us the power to be more bold. You know, I pray for boldness. And can I I share something with you? Listen, I believe that there's churches all across America that have caved in to political correctness and peer pressure. And so the message of the gospel that you hear coming from them is not pure from the word, it's a watered down version of the gospel. It has become politically correct. It has become watered down. It is it, it is preached in such a way that it doesn't offend anybody anymore. And, and I want to say this. Listen, if you're not occasionally offended at this in this church by the message that I preach, then I'm not doing my job. I'm sorry you're not offended. The message of the gospel steps on our toes sometimes. Sometimes we say amen and sometimes we say ouch. The message of the gospel is... It should lead us to repentance. It should challenge us. It should push us forward. It should cause us to squirm sometimes because it's a holy God calling people to live radically holy lives. And if we're not preaching that way, then we've watered down the gospel so that it's not making a difference.
0: You're listening to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job. Today's message is titled The Splash Effect, and if you've been encouraged by Mark's bold and passionate teaching, let me encourage you to go online and learn more. While you're there, feel free to share today's message with a friend who might like to hear it. You'll find us at boldstepsradio.org. And if you're traveling at all during this holiday season, let me remind you about a variety of ways you can catch this program while on the road. But the easiest might be the Moody Radio app. Download it today so when you head out of town to visit family or friends, you won't miss a message. It's available in your favorite app store. To learn, to learn more on our homepage, boldstepsradio.org. Bold bold now, let's get back into the second half of today's message from Mark Job.
1: The gospel is a stumbling block to some. It's offensive to others. It makes us want to get up and walk out sometimes because it's a powerful message that's calling us to live for God. Here's what they prayed. They prayed, Lord, come and give us boldness to speak with greater power. Give us boldness so that when we're threatened, we don't quiet, but we speak up louder. Give us boldness to speak with love and compassion, but clearly the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm wondering what would happen if God filled this entire church with a new boldness and filled us with his Holy Spirit. I'm wondering what would happen on Monday if every person in this auditorium were so filled with the power of the Spirit of God that you started splashing on your coworkers, on your neighbors, on your families. I'm wondering what would happen if you really started splashing and your faith became contagious, so contagious that everyone in your circle would know, yeah, they're a believer. If you want prayer, go to them. If you want the gospel, go to them. Man, they're a fanatic Jesus follower, and I may not agree with them, but I know they're sincere and passionate about what they believe. Today, when I came to preach this message, I felt like I was distracted. I felt like I... It was a hard time to kind of get in the zone to preach the message. And I knew that, hey, God probably has a strong message today because I know if the enemy doesn't want me to proclaim it, It's probably because God wants to touch some people's lives today. I want to pray before we close, but I want to pray what the early church prayed with Peter and John. That God would give us a new boldness as a church. In fact, I want to pray that God would do what they prayed, that God would extend his hand in this church and that we would have a new faith to believe for people. That we would believe that people would be healed. That we believe that hearts that could never be changed would be changed. Marriages that could never be reconciled that did be reconciled. People that you never thought would darken the doorsteps of a church would be darkening the doorsteps because the conviction of God comes upon them. People that need emotional healing, physical healing, that we would see God work, that doctors say, no, they can't be healed, but God stretches forth their hand and heals them by his mighty power. That's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what they prayed for. Lord, stretch out your hand. Come with mighty power. Fill us in a fresh new way. May your church be saturated with with new power to do your work. God did not give you the Holy Spirit so that you would simply have goosebumps. God gave you the Holy Spirit so that you could reach and teach and help others around you. Know the gospel of Jesus. Come out of your closet. How many people at your school know that you're a believer? How many people at your high school know that you're a Jesus follower? How many people at your work know that you're a Jesus follower? How many people in your family know that you're a follower of Jesus? Have you splashed on them? My heart stirred up about this because I believe that the church needs to be more more than what it is. We are not just a gathering of people on Sunday morning doing a religious service. We are a mighty people of God, full of the power of God. We are incredible force for change in this world, in this community. That's what God has called us to be. I'm not happy having a packed out place on Sunday morning. I don't want that, I don't want an audience, I want an army of people filled with the spirit of God, willing to do the works of God in Jesus' name. That's what changes communities. That's what alters lives. That's when God moves in a powerful way, when people band together to say, Lord, use me. In just a moment, I'm going to ask those of you that are here, and you say, Pastor, I've been a little bit in the closet. I'm praying for a new boldness. I don't want to meow like a cat. I want to roar like a lion, Lord. Give me the boldness of a lion. I want to start being upfront about my witness and following of Jesus. I want to pray for people even when... When it may be a little awkward, I want to share with people. I want to splash a little bit more. I want boldness to come upon me. I want to be one of those people that when I hear that someone's sick, I'll say, hey, can I pray for you for healing? God is the one that heals, but we are the one, we are his hands and his feet, and we want to be bold enough to pray in Jesus' name to see people's lives change. We want that kind of boldness coming upon our lives, opening up our mouths and letting Jesus fill our mouths. In just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you say, Pastor, I need some more boldness. I'm praying for a greater dose of boldness. Fill me, Holy Spirit, to be bolder a witness in my circle I believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ changes people. I believe that the gospel is good news and it's very simple. The gospel means this, that we are lost and hell bound and far from God. Our sin has condemned us before a holy God. And there's only one way, one way to be right with God, only one solution. If there were multiple solutions, Jesus would have never came, but Jesus came being all God and he came being all man, and he lived a perfect life on this earth. And at 33, he died on a cross to pay for your sins and my sins. He's the only one that could pay for those sins. And he is offering salvation and a new life to anybody that is willing to repent, believe, and be baptized. I have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that there is no other way to God, that he can cleanse me and wash me. I have to repent of the way that I'm living, and I have to be willing to take a step of Believer's baptism to proclaim to the world, I am a follower of Jesus. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Christ publicly. I've never bowed my knee. I'm not a follower, but... God brought me to this church this morning because I know I have to make a radical decision to follow Christ. My life needs to change. I need God. I am willing to say, come, Lord Jesus, and make me into one of your followers because I need God to change me. I'm not going to ask that you nod at me. I'm not going to ask that people will close their eyes because if you can't follow Jesus in a church full of people, you'll never be able to follow them outside in a place that's not full of Christians. What saves you and changes you is what you're willing to do in your heart, but it starts with a prayer, a prayer that says, I'm willing to acknowledge. The Bible says you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and then be willing to take the steps to follow him. I can pray over you, but it has to be your sincere willingness to follow him. Listen, I want you to know this. I believe that he changes lives. I believe that that in an instant you can go from a person that you were to a brand new person in your spirit. Now, it takes time to get rid of the old. It takes a process to get rid of the old thinking, the old attitudes, but in a moment, in a moment you walk out of this place, the Bible is clear that your sins are forgiven and that the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and gives you power to be transformed. The Bible calls it being born again. I believe in the power of God to make men of God to make women of God to take people and say you no more longer walk in shame you are a new creation in Christ Jesus
0: That's Mark Job here on Bold Steps. Mark, that was a powerful message. And as you said, in order to be an empowered spirit-filled witness, we need to have the Holy Spirit inside of us. For someone listening who doesn't have the Spirit, how, how do we do that?
1: Yeah, Wayne, let me just say this, that there's a lot of people that have been religious for a long time. And I have these conversations almost weekly with people that say, you know, I've had a Bible, I've worn a cross, but I've never had a personal relationship with God. And you can be a person that attends church, but not be born again. And so let me just say this. If you're listening to this program and you're a sympathizer with Christianity and you would say, I believe in God, but I've never taken a step to actually surrender my life to God, invite the Holy Spirit and and, and to change me from the inside out, it's what we call being born again. So here's what I'd like to challenge you to do. If you're listening, you say, Pastor Mark, I'm ready. I want that in my life then I believe that we mark the occasion with a prayer. The prayer does not save you. There's no magic sinner's prayer. But there is a heart that surrenders to God. And so that's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're saying, today I want to surrender my life to Jesus, invite the Holy Spirit, then would you pray with me? Dear God, I know that I'm far from you right now because of my sin. I've sinned against you, and there's no way that I can cleanse myself. I believe that Jesus is all God and became all man, and I believe that he died on the cross for me. And so today, I surrender myself to you, Lord. I ask that you would wash away my sins. I repent of how I've been living, and I invite your Holy Spirit now to enter me, and to start to change me from the inside out. Today, I choose to follow Christ. Hey, if you've made that decision sincerely with faith, there is a transformation that happens within your soul. It's the beginning of a journey. And we really would like to help you take your next steps. And Wayne's going to tell you how you can get some information to help you take those next steps.
0: If the Spirit speaking through Mark has challenged you today, or if you prayed to accept Jesus into your life, let us know. You can reach out to one of our friendly team members by going online to boldstepsradio.org. And also you can click on My Next Step on our website to learn more about how to follow Jesus. Remember, Wherever you are in your journey, we look forward to connecting with you. Go to BoldStepsRadio.org. Now, you can also connect with us on our social media platforms. Just log on to your Facebook or Instagram account and search for Bold Steps Radio. You'll be glad you did. Mark, you know, this time of year is filled with so much to do. Got to get those decorations up and buying gifts and travel plans. A lot on our plates, but in the midst of all the hustle and bustle and noise, I might add, We know we need to spend time with God.
1: Hey, Wayne, here in Chicago, there's lights on every tree. There's hustle, bustle. Uh, Suddenly, there's traffic jams. And it's a great celebration time. Mm -hmm. But seriously, life gets super overwhelmingly busy. It does. As believers, I feel the pull of just carving out time To spend with Jesus, especially as we come to the Christmas season, not only carving out time, but making it a meaningful celebration, not just a busy time that you end up exhausted, Spending too much, eating too much, but have little to do with
0: Jesus. This is where a bold step gift can help.
1: It really does. Louis Giglio's book called At the Table with Jesus. I I love the title and I love the focus. It's all about understanding who Jesus is and the different aspects of who Jesus is. 66 devotionals specifically focused on who Jesus is.
0: Well, we'll be happy to send you a copy of At the Table with Jesus when you give a donation of any amount to Bold Steps. And you can do that right now by going to boldstepsradio.org. Or send your gift and request our Bold Step gift through the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. And Mark, when our listeners give a first-time donation during this season, we'll be sending them another special gift, one very close to your heart. That's right. So we are all about getting
1: people into the Word. That's why you hear a lot about devotionals. But uh, there is Bold Steps with Jesus, 30-day devotional with Dr. Mark Job. That is available to anybody (laughs) that is willing to give a first-time gift. By the way, a lot of people listen to Bold Steps. Uh, Some people don't realize that this is a listener-supported program, and they just listen. And and so we love, we ring the bell as you give a (laughs) first-time gift, and this is our way of saying thank you to you. And so if you've been thinking about this as we approach the end of the year, this is a great time, and we would love to get this devotional in your hands.
0: So for a gift of any size from our first-time donors to Bold Steps, you'll receive a thank you email with a link to Dr. Job's e-devotional that you can download right onto your phone or tablet for easy reading. That's two devotionals for just one gift from any first-time donor. If you've never given to Bold Steps before, now is the perfect time to do so. Get Louis Giglio's At the Table with Jesus and Dr. Job's 30-day e-devotional Bold Steps with Jesus by giving your gift of any amount today at boldstepsradio.org. Or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's our time for today. Join us again tomorrow when we'll learn how to roll up our sleeves and get to work sharing the gospel with anyone and everyone we meet. It's coming up Tuesday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.